You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And we are back with a special episode and a very special guest today on the podcast. One of my dear friends and top leaders, Val Bazo, is here with us today. Hi, Val. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Right before we hit record, Val was like, I've been up since 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I needed a little extra um, caffeine this morning to get going. So yeah. life life of building a business with little ones, right? Absolutely. That's how <laughs> yeah. it goes. You just roll with it. You do. You do. So, okay. So let me give you guys a little bit of context because today we're going to talk about feeling stuck in your business and being a leader. And a lot of my listeners on the podcast are are women who have built incredible direct sales businesses and are in that seven, eight, nine year sort of time frame where business starts to shift, business starts to change. You have these peaks and valleys in business. And we're going to talk a little bit about what you've been doing to really get yourself out of what you have kind of gone through is a little bit of a valley in your business, but you're you're just crushing it right now. And so we're going to talk about that today, but I want to just share a little bit about Val. Val is, if you know Beachbody, she's a 12-star diamond coach. That's a pretty incredible achievement. Um, She's built 12 leaders in her organization at minimum. There are a lot more in there as well. She's been in the top 0.01% of the company for seven years. She earned what we call the Legacy Club. It's really called the Millions Club in 2018. And she's been a coach for nine years. Her husband, Dustin, was in the military. Um, They have three girls and she was able to retire him um, from the military. And, you know, you work your business full time. And truly over the past nine years, you've literally worked the business in the cracks of mom life. Right. And even while Dustin was deployed, that was really when you were building the bulk and the foundation of your business. So life was crazy. You were managing everything on your own. And you really had this, you have this incredible success story. And at one point you really were kind of floating out there on your own, trying to figure it out, right. Without too much guidance. So, so you've accomplished a lot, right. You've accomplished a ton, but I just want to, I want you to also share a little bit about how you got started with Beachbody, right? Like what was your story? What drew you to the company? Rewind 15 years. It was P90X, like an infomercial. That's like where I started. And this was long before I knew anything about the coaching opportunity, but I can remember I was literally holding our newborn baby, like bouncing on this big exercise ball, because that would be the only thing that would make her stop crying. And my husband came to me, it was probably, you know, middle of the night. He's like, I just saw this infomercial for this workout program called P90X. We should totally order it and do it. Cause that was probably six weeks ish postpartum. And I just looked at him. He's like, it was like $200. Right. And I looked Mm -hmm. at him. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, no way. I'm not going to spend money on a fitness program. We don't have that kind of money. We were 22 years old. Right. I was like, and that kind of crap doesn't work. 
So it was probably a week later and it showed up on our doorstep. His mom had bought it for him for Father's Day. He called her the next day. He's like, I really want this. So me and Val can do it in the garage while the baby sleeps because like we can't get to the gym and new, mm-hmm. new parents. So the only reason why I even started that program, if you know me, you know, I'm a little competitive. I wanted to prove my husband wrong that things on the infomercials will not work. Well, I got my booty handed to me because within a week I was so sore. Like, you know, anybody who's done PDX, so sore, I couldn't move. But that was really kind of my, we finished that entire program. I was in the best shape of my life. And it was just kind of this turning point where I fell in love with at-home workouts as a new mom, being able Mm -hmm. to do something for myself, again, in those cracks of time with baby. And so through the years I did, you know, insanity and Turbo fire. So when someone started messaging me on Facebook asking me if I'd ever thought of coaching, because apparently she remembered me talking about how much I love turbo fire at mm-hmm. a mops group that I was a part of years ago. She's like, your energy was just so high. And I just remember you loving it. Why aren't you a coach? And I had no idea what coaching even was. I, I just turned it off at the end of the workout program. So I guess the coaching yeah. opportunity was after the workout was over. So this girl, she actually happened to be under Melanie. Anyway, she kept messaging me on Facebook. And at first I was all excited about it. And then I was like, this has got to be a scam. I'm not going to do this. Like, you know, all these thoughts reel through your head. But she did her a great job at following up. It took her 36 messages over wow. a five week period. I actually, I went back years ago to actually count how many messages it took her before I signed up. So I ended up signing up number one because I did have this kind of like, what if feeling in my gut? We were in a Mm -hmm. really low, low valley that my husband and I in our marriage, in our finances, kind of in life at that point. And the only reason that day I had even gotten on the internet, like back then, I didn't get on Facebook. I didn't post anything. I didn't get on the computer every day. It was maybe like once a month, I would check my email. So I was like, maybe this was kind of a sign for me because I was online looking up how to take one of my praxis tests because I was about to have to go into teaching because Dustin and I couldn't make ends meet. So I was upset. I was, didn't want to put my kids in daycare. Like they were two and four at the time. And that was the only reason why I was on the internet at that point. So I was like, okay, number one, I'm signing up because... I feel like maybe this could be it. I had talked to Dustin and he's like, look, if you can even make 500 bucks a month with this, like that would be all we need just to start to cover a little bit of the the extras. And then two, I wanted her to stop messaging me. (laughs) Fine, I'll sign up. Um, And, you know, three, I was like, I really need some accountability to stick with a health and fitness program. I was about 20 pounds heavier than I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And I needed some support and some friends who would actually, you know, support me with it. Yeah. So that's when I signed up and I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't know the team. I didn't know how the business model worked. I knew that if I was going to come in and start a fitness program, I was going to make money while I did it because that was going to be my ultimate accountability. Hmm. And I remember After thinking that this girl would just stop messaging me, boy, was I wrong. She kept messaging me now about, I added you to the team page. Make sure to get on our team calls. 
And again, the old Val piece of me was a little bit annoyed, but I knew at that moment, I'm like, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. I don't want to put my kids in daycare. I Mm -hmm. don't want to stay in this situation that my husband and I are in. There has to be more to life. We were 28 years old. There has to be more to life than literally being broke and feeling depressed and anxious all the time. Right. So I was like, I can't keep thinking like this, this negativity. I have to embrace the the opportunity in front of me. So I logged onto a team call and I'll never forget. It gave me chills. It was Melanie speaking. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who Melanie was at this point either. I only knew this girl on Facebook. And she was talking about the business opportunity. And I'll never forget her saying, you know, she was telling her story and she said, I have two small boys age. I think they were two and four at the time too, because our girls yeah. are about the same age as them. She was like, I've been doing this for about two and a half years and I make a couple thousand dollars a week. And I like <laughs> uh, my eyes bug out of my head. I was excited thinking I could make 25% commission and make 500 bucks by selling product. That's all I knew about Beachbody. Mm -hmm. So when I heard that she was like, that you were doing this, I was like, so inspired. And the end of that call, she said, let me ask you this question. Instead of continuously saying, why me? Why am I in this situation? Why am I getting, you know, cracked on? Why am I, this was, why don't you switch that and start saying, why not me? Why can't I use this opportunity to grow? Why not become better? And truly, I wrote that on a sticky note that night and I had it for years. And I just said, I'm not going to think like the old Val. I have to create the new one who will be deserving of the goals achieved. Yeah. So that's amazing. The start of the Val business. There it is. There it is. So as a leader, I think to myself, okay, those of you that are listening, when was the last time you actually talked about the possibilities, like the income possibilities? If you're a leader... That's really powerful doing that on a on a quarterly basis, you know, the income potential, the income growth, sharing success stories, featuring people in your organization or even guest speakers that can talk about the opportunity because that was such a eyeball opening, like powerful moment for you. And then I think the second thing is, you know, you didn't have that victim mindset. You didn't have that sort of like, woe is me, right? You realized, okay, if I want to make a change, then I need to, I need to take control of the situation, right? Okay. So what did you do? Let's just like, what did you do after that call, right? To like build massively? Cause you skyrocketed your business to success very, very quickly. So what were some of the things that, that just, that you did? First of all, I remember being in your like new coach training, right? And I didn't necessarily, at that point, I still wasn't sending Matt like all the invites and I wasn't super posting a ton on Facebook because at that time, I mean, Facebook was really how we grew our business. Right. But I knew that I needed to do all of that. So I made it a a priority to get on, at least get on the calls every Sunday night. And I'm like, I'm going to treat these calls as business meetings. Mm -hmm. And I remember too, I had signed up and a few weeks later, we flew to Pennsylvania to stay with my family for like two or three weeks. And even while we were there, I got on your calls while I was on vacation. So I'm like, this is my business. Mm -hmm. So I started treating it and showing up as a CEO right off the bat. And I really did start to become consistent, predictably consistent showing up on social media. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, you know what? If I at least post my fitness accountability, because I'm getting up at 
five 30 in the morning to, before yeah. my kids get up. I'm like, I use my social media as my accountability so much that I convinced myself that if I didn't post a picture of me, like about to work out at five 30, <laughs> And like, I was letting everybody down, even though yeah. I might have had one life on the picture. I sure. pretended that those 200 followers of mine on Facebook at that time, mm-hmm. they were going to call me out if I didn't yeah. do it. And yeah. that worked. Mm-hmm. And I can remember I would post a recipe every single day. It, sometimes it would be from like, you know, the Beachbody blog or whatever. But my thought behind it, I really wanted to get into the head of moms with toddlers and like preschoolers. And yeah. I was like, okay, most of the time we're going to the grocery store, like right before nap time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we can come home and get dinner ready while the kids are napping. That was like my system. So I would always post a recipe that we were going to have that evening on my social media, probably between like nine and 10. Cause I was like, okay. okay. Stay at home moms are going to head to the grocery store. Working moms might go to the grocery store on their lunch break. I was just trying to just think like that. Yeah. And then in the evening, I would post about the business opportunity or coaching, mm-hmm. like or um challenge groups. Yeah. So I just got into this routine. So it's really where the consistency behind it started. And I yeah. then just started to message people, anybody who would like a post, where I would say, if I get 50 likes on this, you know, post, then I will share a meal plan with you guys, or I'll send you a free meal plan. So then those are the people that I would message and Mm. following up, I immediately thought of the coach who messaged me 36 times. So I was (laughs) like, I'm going to change that. I'm bugging them mentality to nope. I'm changing their life, whether it's today, tomorrow, or in a year, they're Mm going to thank me one day. So I didn't, have any doubt in the fact that I could do it. I believed wholeheartedly in myself and I was not afraid to hit send on a message. Yeah. That's awesome. And you just sort of like started, which most people overthink the start. It's, it's gonna, it's messy, whether you know what you're doing or you don't know what you're doing. So you might as well just jump in and go, but you really thought about, you thought about how you could serve your followers, what would be most beneficial to them and you held yourself accountable, right? So, okay. So you grew, you not only grew a great customer base, but you grew a team of leaders and you got your business to elites, you multiple years, right? In elite and 12 star diamond. And you were able to, Dustin was able to make a decision to actually leave being active duty. So Everything sounds like it was roses and butterflies and it was just this beautiful uphill climb, which at first it really is, right? Like when you're building, things are just going in the right direction. So where, let's talk about the first like big roadblock or thing that just sort of like was a valley in your business. What did that kind of look like for you? The first big one that comes to mind, it would have been the end of 2017. So I signed up mid 2013 Mm -hmm. and it was, it was like... And here's the thing. I think I was so determined because, you know, we're told set some goals, you know, think ahead. And I remember, I don't remember the book that it was I had read, but it was basically, it would talk about plan your three to five year vision out of your life. And that would have been December of 2013. And that was the first time probably ever that I was allowed myself to dream about the possibilities of three to five years. What could that really look like? And then they're like, set dates for them, you know, like, put dates yeah. next, you know, you have a timeline. So that was when, you know, my first few goals were 
you know, make $500 in a month, get 50 people to join my team by the end of the year. Like those were such great goals, hit success club every month, but like hire a cleaning lady. Those were small, really tangible goals that I could work towards. But that in that December was when I was like, okay, I know that Dustin will have to either re-enlist or get out of the Navy. It was three years from that time frame. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have three years to literally hustle my booty off. And that would be it. That would be our marker. Yeah. And so that it was, it was, of course I hit some, you know, roadblocks. We all do, but I can't even recall any that even made me question what I was doing. Okay. So that time came and he was able to walk away from the Navy full time, which was so exciting. And then it wasn't shortly after that. I mean, then going into 2017, I got pregnant with Emmy, mm-hmm. our youngest. And that year was great for business, but we got to literally, it was December of 2017. And I was probably, I think it was about 10 points shy of elite. And that would have been yeah. four, years, four or five year elite. And I was validating that it was okay if I didn't hit elite. Like it was just like, I've done it all these years. It's yeah. fine. And it was in my total control, whether I hit it or my mm. team was great and on fire, but how the point system works, it was all up to me and like my productivity. Yeah. And we were on at my parents again for that Christmas. And I'm not even kidding you. I had, I think at that point, six points left and there were three days left <laughs> for me to hit it. And I was like, what am I doing? It was like a kick in my own pants where I was like, this is not the Val mindset. What are you doing? Right. And I had a brand new baby. She was a a month and a half old. And I looked at my mom and dad and I looked at Dustin and I was like, do you guys care if I literally have my computer open for the next three days? I'll still be in here with you. Like it's snowing outside, but I cannot allow myself to at least not try my hardest to hit this goal. So yeah. in three days, I ended that year at Elite with seven points wow. because yeah. I did it. Yeah, I that remember this. I like, yeah. And I was like, wow, if I would work my business like this every day, yeah. where could I be, you know? Right, right. But then, so that valley I, became then the peak because just in that three days, mm-hmm. that work that I put in that really became the momentum that carried me into 2018, where we hit elite that year by April. So in four months, we locked in the elite title versus taking the entire year. That's crazy. It was crazy. I mean, momentum is so huge. Momentum Mm -hmm. is huge. And the if you, it's just, it's effort. A lot of times that we don't even realize how much of our business success is in our, in our own control. Right. You know, we just, we don't, we give control away to other people by giving it to the team or saying something's wrong with the company or whatever. Right. The people don't want to work. It just, all of these things. So it just goes to prove you can do anything you put your mind to, right? It it definitely required sacrifice at a at a not opportune time, but the payoff was worth it because it sounds like it it built your confidence and your team saw you do that too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So right now, you know, in 2022, there's so much in our world that is going on, right? So just so yeah. much, so much is happening, so much in society, so much in business. 
And here we are sort of finding ourselves in, in another valley of, of season and, and really bringing people in and building teams. And, you know, we kind of came out of 2021 really being exhausted, like mentally, physically exhausted just from life happening. And so you're kind of in the same, you were kind of in this, this, this little valley again. And one of the things that you had said to me a little while ago was I just need to get it together. I need to turn it up. I need to build a momentum. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be stuck. We sort of had a real, I remember one of our conversations, I was sitting in a parking lot, getting ready to go to Uh Bryce's, it was Bryce's baseball game. And that was really like, okay, this is what I'm going to do, you know, and we sort of chatted out a plan. You took it and you've been, you've been crushing it and you have gone from recruiting, you know, two to four people a month to, you know, to 10 people or more every single month. And a couple of weeks ago, we had that conversation again about recruitment. I'm going to go for it. And then all of a sudden you start popping up on my leaderboard. And so I want you to kind of share number one, because I know people are struggling with and struggling. I hate that word, but you know, really having a hard time. They're like in their head about building a team after being in the business so long. So will you just say, set the stage for what really made you sort of hit a low point this year? And then I really want you to walk people through what you are doing right now to have success as a leader that's been around the block a lot of times, right? Like, what are you doing? So let's kind of talk about that. Well, and you just nailed it. It's mindset. It Mm -hmm. really is. And I am, no, none of us are immune to like, of coming to a point where maybe our belief in ourselves starts to get shaken yeah. um, or our confidence starts to, you know, kind of crumble a little bit because there are seasons in any business. And I have seen a lot of people quitting before they even allow themselves to start. Yeah. And right. I'll say that, I mean, open and candidly, I would say over the last couple of years, the turnover rate has been much higher than what I've ever really been used to. So you start to question and, um, you know, am I doing something wrong? Is yeah. Am I just like, have I hit my peak as a leader? You know, those things started to go through my mind. I'll openly admit that. And it yeah. kind of turns into then like this anxiety, like, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? Where are you grabbing at straws? Um, and I spent a lot of 2021 and going into 2022 kind of feeling like that, plugging holes instead of developing my strategy and just sticking to my plan, which is what I know works. And here's, I'm going to say this, here's where I think a lot of my mindset of kind of the negative started Okay, was when you start to talk to other people in the network or just even other businesses alone. And someone will say, my team just isn't recruiting the way that they should be. Or my team, my new coaches aren't doing what I'm teaching them. Or, you know, I just can't, I just can't recruit the numbers like I used to. And it becomes this me too. Like it becomes, before you even realize it, it becomes like motivating to hear that someone else is struggling. And then it validates you and how you're not doing and producing like what you want to. And before too long, it you're in this funk of this blame. You're like, you're blaming other people when in fact, you are in so much control of what you can control, which is your own business and your own activities. So right. Right. I was like, this is it. I have to call myself out and say, I'm not going to be part of that waterhole banter anymore. My vision and my goal is to 
create a me too revolution mm-hmm. where I'm going to say, I am recruiting 10 coaches a month. And that is my expectation for my team. And anyone who wants to come with me, you're going to say, Val, me too. But yeah. then, then one step further, I want them to, instead of just saying me too, and I see them doing the work, I want them to be able to come to me and be like, I beat you. I recruited 12 in yeah. month, right? That's who I am as a leader. And that's how I've always been. So I'm like, where did this flip happen over the last year and a half? Like I was done and I just drew my, redrew another line in the sand. And I'm like, we're going to just force correct because I know what I need to do. So my mindset, you got right, right. I literally shut off the noise. Any chance I have, I'm back to, I also stop listening to podcasts or listening to audiobooks in like every spare second. These little things, y'all, that you don't even realize, maybe you do every day. The second you start to let one kind of go and then mm-hmm. another kind of go, you don't even realize it till you hit this wall and you're like, everything feels like it's crumbling right. in that moment. But it's taken a long time that it just came to this like crossroad. Right. So started getting back to my podcast, committed to my goals. Melanie, you know, I told her so that way she would hold me accountable. But then I looked at myself as the leader that I wanted to be. And I was like, okay, commit to a fitness program, like back to it. That has to be it. Not that I ever had stopped working out, but I was getting bored and kind of complacent and just Mm -hmm. mindlessly doing this. So I committed to lift more and committed to getting my nutrition on track. And it's a big piece, especially if you're a coach, that's what we do. For sure. Right? Yeah. Personal development was not going to lack. And I just decided that, you know what, I am going to create a sneak peek. Yeah. Because like, which is coaching, you know, for to recruit coaches, and I am going to get back to creating my own marketing plan, because I was guilty of just going through the motions and saying, I know what to do. I know because I didn't know what to do, but there was no accountability behind it. So I printed out my own calendar, got to work, mapped it all out, um, advertised only about coaching, the business opportunity, what it's done for me, how I started as, you know, bringing in my fitness journey and starting coaching at the same time. And that's the type of women that I'm looking for. So for two solid weeks, that's what I did. And Mm -hmm. I talked about it and my posts were geared towards that. And I planned out my posts and I, I'm like, you know what the reels thing, right? I was lacking (laughs) on that. You know, it is easy to say, Oh, what used to work isn't working anymore because it's true. In a sense, you have to really, you know, evolve, but the same principles, the same marketing strategies can still apply, but yeah, we have to keep up with the times. I mean, that's just where we're at in life. Things change. You can either choose to, you know, complain about it, or you can choose to evolve with it. Right. So I'm like, that's it. I'm just going to start doing three reels a day. I'm going to just be seen. (laughs) I don't care. That's my accountability, you know, and I got excited and I got in the room with the other leaders who were in the mindset of me, not the woe is me. Sure. Yeah. I'm like, Melanie, I don't care if it's me and you right now. Like you got to just keep me like going. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. So then literally within a couple of days I had recruited my first and ended up being six coaches by the fifth of this past month. That's awesome. And I'm going to hit my goal like of 10. And yes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So when you said, talked about marketing plan and we all know that's, I talk about that until we're blue in the face. Right. But 
the biggest thing that people say to me is, oh my gosh, I'm nervous to talk about the business opportunity for two weeks. You have to. Yeah. But do you feel like, and again, people are like, oh my gosh, am I going to, are people going to, am I going to scare them away? Are, am I going to annoy people? Is it going to be too much? Do I post a call to action on my grid every single day? Do I talk in my, like, so what's your advice? Okay. So here's, I don't do a call to action every day necessarily, but I take a sheet of paper and I just write out objections that I have gotten from people, right? Mm -hmm. Just like taglines ultimately, like, or questions that people ask me about coaching or misconceptions that people have about coaching. So those become my post topics or my real topics. And then I'll make like a list on another piece of paper of like my coaches successes. So I'll go in my team page or I'll private message some of my coaches and I'll say, Hey, can you give me a testimony of why you love the business um, on Thursdays? Hey, what are y'all celebrating? What is your, what are your goals? What are you working towards? What do you love about our team? So I will use those as post ideas and post prompts and reels, anything. Emails, I'll send out emails with stories from other, uh, some, from some coaches. And maybe you don't have a big team. Maybe you don't have much of a team yet. You know what? Go and ask other people in your, your, you know, your uplines mm-hmm. coaches or just anyone you might know, just ask for a testimony, right? You could do an interview on your Instagram, you know, just think of different ways, really think outside the box of who it is that you're speaking to. And yeah. at the end of the day, just think of who you were before you became a coach. Mm-hmm. Think of what, what held you back. So that's where I, what I talk about on my stories. And I would say, during coaching, I like the 10, I'd say 10 to 14 days is what I talk about. I'm getting, giving them the opportunity to sometimes do a link click probably every other day. I'll have a link click, you know, yeah. don't forget 10 days until my sneak peek. You can get info here, but yeah. I always send them to, um, I use Flowdesk, but I always send them to a form. And then as soon as they fill that out, so I have their email and then we can connect behind the scenes. And then I'll add them to, if I'm doing a sneak peek that month, which is what I'm doing now, then I'll personally send them the link because then that's just another way to personally connect with them. They're not just like not going to hear from me again. So I just think that it's just really important to not just be like, oh, coaching is the best and it changed my life, but then that's it. Or here's a picture. I'm on a team call. Yay. Explain why you love the business. Explain what it's doing for you. Explain that you get to do your health and fitness routine because of the business. Right. Maybe instead of taking it and thinking, I I see this mistake so many times. It's so easy to talk about the fitness piece. It's so easy to talk about a challenge group. Um, It's so easy to share a recipe because you're comfortable there. Yeah. Right. What if you start out or you flip it and you talk about coaching. And you say, because with coaching, I get to hold myself accountable with fitness. And it's so fun with coaching. I get to try these new recipes with coaching, 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 because then people are going to hear coaching and an income or a community or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're putting out there. For me, my people know I'm here to lead a team. I'm here to give my coaches leadership information. I'm here to teach them how to build a big organization. I'm here to help them earn an income that can ultimately create freedom and flexibility in their futures, but Mm -hmm. they've got to put in the work. Yeah. So that's my, 
tips. Yeah. You know, and people need to talk about the successes. You can't be afraid to talk about because a lot of the people that are top in industry, that is their, that's really their pivotal moment. It was an income. I saw somebody talk about their story. I saw them talk about their income progression or how their life had changed. And that aspect of how their life had changed was relatable, whether it was being able to stay home with your kids or be able to pay for the groceries or, you know, so you have to, you have to talk about those things too. And if you don't position yourself as a business mentor, People only ever see you for the products. They only ever see you for, in Beachbody's case, like the fitness and nutrition side of it. But you need people to see you as, listen, I can help you on your fitness journey, but I can also help you build a fitness business too. So, and yeah, so you've really done that and you've, you've done that well. And I love your example of making a list of, you know, the concerns or the objections and the wins and your, and you can just pull from that, you know, that's where you can get your ideas from. What about, okay, one more question for you is just even in terms of when it comes to recruiting, do you find that you bring in most people that are already customers of yours or do you find that you bring, okay. So tell me a little bit about that. More who are there, they want what I've done. They, They want to earn some money. And a lot of times it is, you know, in the beginning, well, help me earn $500 this month. Yeah. Um, and then that, that will keep me accountable to my fitness goals, but that was my mindset too. No, I do have some great customers who come in yeah. as coaches, but I'll say my go-getters kind of out of the gate are more mm-hmm. mentally like me. And I mean, I've had some really great coaches through the years too. They come in to try to prove me wrong, right? They're yeah. like, this is not going to work. This yeah. will not. I'm like, give me a year, do exactly my system. Like do exactly mm-hmm. what I train you and then see. And if in a year, you don't like what you've created. It's not for you. Then you can walk away, but don't come in and say, I'm going to try this for 30 days. I said, because that's not realistic, right? Yeah. In 30 days, you might make a few hundred bucks. Like that right. would be fantastic. Right. But like to really get a full feel of being an entrepreneur, I think you have you have to give it a long time to really reap the benefits from it. I love it. I love it. So you definitely lead with the business side of things. Yeah. But equally health and wellness, like it's very balanced for sure. But, you know, your obviously your approach and your mindset around success, it naturally is repelling people that don't have that go-getter, like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to be a victim. I mean, it's not hard to weed all of those people out, but really because that's who you are, you, you attract people like that too. And so that for me, as I look at other people, as you're listening to this, you really, you've got to look in the mirror first, right? Because you can say you want to attract go-getters, but if you're not a go-getter, there is no go-getters that are joining your team. And I, I um, actually have it right here in front of me on a random sheet of paper. It's like your results are your most important selling point. If you want your team to step up, you have to step up. You have to, if you want your team to recruit more people, you have to recruit. You have to show up and in in your team page, you're like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm getting there. They need to see that action for them to rise up. If you just say it, don't do it. They're just gonna blow you off because you're not really... You're not leading, right. you know, leading from the right. at all. It's yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I hope this inspires people to get it's into true. action and it's, it'll inspire the right people, the right people that are really ready to make a change. I love that 
you are turning things around. You're you're not even reinventing yourself in a different way. You literally just going back to what you did before. Your just mode of delivery is a little different. It's not it's not all the Facebook posts that it was. It's now more reels and stories and but it's still the same exact work, same same conversations, right? right. Okay, so as we kind of close it out, favorite personal development books or anything, podcast, audios that you listen to that help you through just seasons where your mind's just not in the right place. Perfect. Um, a ton, right? Okay. So okay. my favorite is always a John Maxwell. Like, I just feel like he speaks yeah, into he my soul. Um, <laughs> probably one of my favorites is the 17 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Like, okay. that's my go-to. I'll go to that a lot. Um, anything on, like, his team workbooks and just really personal, personal growth. Just honestly, I mean, he's written so many books. So he's great. My podcast go-to is always Brendan Burchard. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. Love him. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's great. And yeah, so those are really my, my top two. I say that um, the book that changed my whole perspective was The Compound Effect. Yeah. Like we read that at the very beginning. So the th- top three books that I always have my new coaches read first, Compound Effect, Go Pro, and Go For No. Those yeah. are my top three. Yeah. Those are great. Those are great books. Okay. Final words of wisdom to, to people out there. That's, that are just struggling, that are want to kill it. They just want to kill it in the worst you way. You really just have to work on you. No one around you is going to do it for you. And that mm-hmm. might take longer than you want it to. It's not going to happen ultimately overnight. But I do think that you need to understand that, you know, having a, what do we call it? The crock pot mindset versus yeah. the microwave mindset is so essential just to getting ahead in life and hitting your goals. And you have to believe in yourself. Even yeah. if you don't, even if you're in a season right now where you truly don't, you're like, I don't have confidence. I don't believe in myself. You've got to face it until you make it. Like you have to get out of that shell. And you know mm-hmm. where it stems from? Start a program. You know, again, I've right. been helping and all this. And like, it's not that I didn't like myself or anything, but I'm like, I'm going all in and committing to lift more. And I yeah. got, I've gotten some really great results, but not just physical. My mindset started to change. You build confidence because you feel good in your skin. Yeah. And then knowing that you can only control what you can control. Stop trying to micromanage and be a boss of people and then getting mad or frustrated when they're not doing what you tell them to do. You've sure. got to lead by example, right? Yeah. I could yeah. have gotten caught up and be like, well, I've already done all the leaderboard stuff. I've already hit all the high goals. Why isn't my team doing it? Why do I have to keep doing it? Because you're recruiting new people. You have to be, you're never going to recruit someone who is doing better than you or doing more than you. Like you have to do it first. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Val, best place for people to find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to follow you, get some inspo. All right. Val.bazo. Is it Val.bazo? Yeah. Okay. That's my Instagram. Okay. All right. So I'll, and I will link that in the show notes also. So people can come check you out and you guys make sure you take a screenshot of this episode. Make sure you tag Val, make sure you tag me, let us know what your biggest takeaway moments were your biggest ahas, because, you know, we always love to know what's resonating. What's, what's a game changer for you. What's helping you to get into action. And as always, if you want to connect some more, you can head on over to the show notes because I'm also hosting a masterclass next week on how to be 
become a rockstar recruiter. And I'm inviting you to join and it's going to be great. I'm going to share some of my top tips also in addition of a lot of what we shared and talked about with Val is, you know, things that I incorporate. So we're going to dive a little deeper into that as well. So you guys, thanks for hanging out on this week's episode of the podcast and I'll see you back here next week.